Welcome back to the Cardboard Herald. I am Jack, and today we are taking a look at Undaunted Normandy, the 2019, dare I say, masterpiece that took the world by storm and I didn't play because I play so many games and I can't play them all, but I want to get around to the highlights that I missed along the way. But before we go any further, we really should get our bearings and talk about what is this game? Undaunted is a two-player, head-to-head, historical skirmish game set in World War II, primarily driven by deck-building mechanics. There are 12 scenarios in the box. Each of them are progressively more complex as they go along, kind of hand-holding you through learning the game. But ultimately, you could play any of these right out the gate because it's not a sequential campaign. Yes, it follows the historical progression of the war. Yes, it tutorializes things a little bit in a brilliant and extremely accessible way. But... There is no carryover from one session to another unless you're playing the put-together campaign tournament mode thing in here, which is ultimately a, a, a side thing and isn't necessary to enjoy this game to its fullest extent. Now, one of the things you'll hear me talk about a lot in this video is how it meets this equilibrium between approachability and depth. And part of that is how contradictory it feels to the expectations that someone might have for historical war games. And yes, I've covered a bunch on this channel of varying levels of complexity, but none felt nearly as approachable while at the same time as robust as this game felt. And a lot of that comes down to the engine that drives your game. So on the table, you have a map with all these different tiles that you can move along, you can scout, manipulate, do all kinds of things, but you only have a couple units that you're going to be moving on this map. And your primary way of interacting with them is through your hand of cards drawn from a deck in a classic deck building system. A deck that is slender, that when you run out of cards from the draw pile, you shuffle up the discard pile and there's going to be a lot of manipulation on what goes in or out or how you arrange that deck. At the start of every round, both players draw a hand of a meager four cards and then have to make one of the most excruciating decisions that they can, which is to select one of those cards to be discarded to have no other effect for its initiative, and your better cards are going to have really high initiative. And this is going to dictate so many interesting tactical decisions that you'll end up making on your turn. When both players reveal, the higher number dictates initiative, and that player is going to take their entire turn with the remainder of the cards in their hand, and then the other player will have a more reactionary position taking their turn, which may be more beneficial. There are circumstances where you want to go later, but there's also a harsh penalty. See, when you are taking your turn, you then get to use the remaining cards, and each card, aside from Fogs of War, which are these cards that are accrued in your deck for a variety of reasons, mainly through scouting out more spaces in the board, but are ultimately just wasted cards. You can play a card and resolve one and only one action on it. And if that card corresponds to a combat unit, such as Rifleman in Squad A, then you are going to do that action with the unit on the board. 
Now, that's another really cool element about this game is that you could have lots of Rifleman A's in your deck or you could have Rifleman B's in your deck corresponding to another token and the tokens are entire squads of that specific type of unit. You have scouts, you have Rifleman, you have machine gunners and you can even get mortarmen and snipers. There's a whole host of different units that can end up in play but for the most part, you only have four, five, maybe six units in a given scenario. Now, as I said, when you take an action, you resolve that card and then you resolve another card. Your actions might be to move or to attack. It might be to scout areas, which you can't move into yet. They could be to trash the unwanted cards from your hand, or there are cards that are your, your leadership officers that will allow you to draw additional cards, gain cards from the supply, which are specific to the scenario, which cards you have access to, or even pop certain cards back to your hand, which can then be resolved again in what amounts to even more spectacularly delicious tactical plays. And of course, of course, we're talking about a game of war between Americans and Nazis, or I guess the allies and the Nazis. And so there's gonna be a lot of gosh darn shooting between people. So when you take an attack action, it is incredibly simple, but so powerful and so meaningful. And again, rife with so many simple, but meaningful decisions. You choose what unit's going to attack, you target a unit anywhere on the board, and then you calculate their defense value. Well, that's the base defense value of the unit's token itself, plus the defense value of the tile that they're presently on because being in a forest or being in the middle of a city might give you cover. And then you add the distance, the number of tiles that you count in between your unit and their unit. And that is the target that you need to meet or beat to inflict a casualty, which when you do, if you are successful in rolling this 10 sided die or even multiple dice, if you are doing an attack that allows you to roll multiple dice, then that opponent has to rid their deck of one of the cards that corresponds to the combat unit that you inflicted this casualty upon. If that is in their hand, they must remove it from the game from their hand. If not, then it must be from their discard pile. If not from their discard pile, then they must get it from their deck. And if they have no more cards corresponding to that unit in their deck in its entirety, then they have to remove that combat unit from the board only able to respawn it if they get another one of those cards into their deck, draw into it, and play that card for an action, spawning again at the spawn point. It's so thematic, it's so interesting, it's so consequential. Mm, this is what I'm talking about. So if you went first, then that means you could potentially rid one of the three remaining precious cards that your opponent has to work with as they're playing out their turn. But on the other hand, if you're going second, you can wait to see it and have more information before you play out your turn. A small pool of cards each round, easy to carry out actions on the cards, but so much weight on each of your decisions. Mm. And that's the major theme of this game. It's something that feels rich and authentic without feeling dumbed down. I feel like I'm getting this full on experience that is all of so many great decisions and risks and strategic plays, both in how you build out your deck and acquire new cards and focus on different units, but 
also in the immediate reactionary tactical decisions that you're making in relation to your opponent. As soon as you set up, you're off to the races and it is this nail-biting sequence of turns and it just ends with you wanting to play another mission with that opponent back to back to back to back. And this comes through brilliantly in the mission structure of the game. You have asymmetric layouts, you have asymmetric access to units governed by the scenario that you're playing. And even within a mission, there are so many viable strategic avenues through which you can approach your objective. Now, am I going to walk this back now that I've used the M word? Well, yes, I do think it's a masterpiece, but... It is a game that is heavy conflict. So obviously, if you just hate the idea of heavy conflict, really can't get behind historical, particularly brutal historical war themes, then this is not going to be the game for you. But if you're someone who's always wanted to play in this world of nuanced and interesting historical war games, but you felt like it was a little too opaque, a little too inaccessible, or on the other hand, you are someone who absolutely loves this genre, but want to see how it can be condensed into a very simple, approachable form that doesn't sacrifice much of the meat that you associate with the genre, then Undaunted is absolutely a way to go. I am shocked, shocked, I say, by how gosh darn good this game is. For how much it hit the sweet spot for this midweight Euro gamer, I absolutely consider it a masterpiece. And that's our review. Let us know in the comments below what are the games that just completely shocked you and how much it hit all of your buttons, so much to the point where you would consider it a masterpiece. And do you have beef with me throwing around that term? on a game that maybe is completely in contradiction to its genre. Put it in the comments below. And as always, thanks for watching. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for being an awesome community. You know that I've been Jack for the Cardboard Herald.